0: Happy Monday, happy Monday. Hopefully everybody had a wonderful uh, COVID-free weekend. Um, <laughs> um, I keep hearing about people getting COVID, and somebody I know just told me they are in the hospital with COVID, so prayers to to him um, and his children, because I'm pretty sure they're, uh, you know, missing a pop at home. So.
1: Um,
0: but yeah, but how was your weekend, Renata?
2: My weekend was, was good. Um, yeah, it was good. What about yours?
0: <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. No complaints. Just, you know, just making life do what it does. Whatever that is. <laughs> so, yeah, today, evening. so today, Renata, had the fun subject uh, coming up? Uh, I guess. What would you title? Like, what? What? What do you do post? 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 <laughs> Working with people. I guess, Well, I don't know. I guess we could just say the conversation came up
2: with you and your clients and the subject matter. So I'll, I'll give background. Was I'll give background. So um, okay. this week. Um, a lot of my clients, we kind of process the election and, you know, how that worked and, and all that good stuff. And so um, for some of my clients, the question came up, okay, you know, we've had this election, you know, we've, we've almost survived 2020, um, and what now? So essentially kind of how do I work with people that I don't necessarily agree with? How do I work with people who um, are values on the line? Um, obviously, there are going to be some people that you don't necessarily have to work with. But in some situations, you're going to have to work with those individuals. And so, um, and, and I know, like, the big thing has just been the elections. But I mean, I think it's fair to say that there have been a lot of, um, for lack of a better phrase, hot topic buttons that have been pushed this year. Um, that I think it's challenged people to kind of... It's challenged them to look at... To evaluate how they look at things. It's challenged them to look at the people around them and how they look at things. And I think a lot of people would say it's challenged them to kind of decide to move differently. And so with that, what does that look like moving forward? So I guess my initial question to you, Athena, would be... Um, do you feel like you've encountered having to make those shifts this year? Uh, definitely.
0: Um, I have, um, for those who follow our show a lot, I've, I've had to take on a daytime job, and I just found out that everybody in my daytime job is um, of a particular, uh, uh, they, they think it's a certain way, especially with, when it comes to political. And the way they think politically does not align with me. And the way they complain about things and the way they talk about things, it we don't agree at all. And it's been really strange. And I and I keep to myself most of the time so I can keep my mouth shut because I mean, my 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 mouth and my facial expressions are definitely not delivered from my old self. So I just try to, for the sake of keeping my job, as light as possible. Um, I've asked them repeatedly to not, because um, I don't want to talk about politics. I don't want to talk about. Um, I just don't want to talk about all that. I just I want to leave them alone, um, and I want to keep it as quiet as humanly possible when in regards to politics and things of that nature. So for me, I'm I encounter them every day, unfortunately. I've had to learn how to navigate through that. it's made me, you know, I'm thankful for the job, but it's made me realize I cannot work for other people. Uh, (laughs) Definitely not for the rest of my life. So um, there's definitely a a transition. The way 2020 has definitely given vision, and I definitely see that I cannot, who I can and cannot deal with um, and who I choose not to deal with. And it's definitely
2: becoming more obvious, so I don't know. How about you? Um, yes, no. <laughs> the only reason why I say yes, no is um, it comes up with clients, but even with the clients, it's not that big of a disconnect. Um, and I think because um, I'm blessed that the people that I work with um, I have a really good relationship with them, and most, I think all of us pretty much have the same, um, foundationally, we agree on a lot of things. Um, that's not to say that I haven't encountered people that I think differently than me, because obviously, I have, um, but I will say it, it's been, it's been interesting helping other people work through that thought process, um. So, like, one thing that has come up throughout this year is just kind of how, you know, I don't want to talk about politics. It's something that I hear often, but uh, another, someone brought to my attention that the reality is when it comes to politics, a lot of times politics are so, they're so connected with finances and just some of the other things that we just kind of deal with on the day to day that it's almost impossible to kind of not talk about them. It just may not be like who is the candidate that I that I share, but it's still, you know, I think we forget how often we're talking about policies and, and change and finances and society and all those different things, and we forget that a part of that is kind of political. So um, I, I guess prior to this year, that was not a statement that I think I would have, that's not a connection that I would have made how connected all that is. Uh, yeah, I, I would, I would say that. I guess my other question for you then would be, what has been the most difficult part with kind of dealing with that?
0: Um, I think the most difficult part for me is just basically trying to um, navigate through who he is and who is not actually telling the truth, because you know people tell you all day long, oh. I have nothing against you, you know. I I I think you're great, but in the back of their mind, they're thinking something totally different. They're thinking um, that you know, and 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 I bring up this um, because I worked one of my side jobs this weekend, and this particular side job has to do with with liquor promotions, and. um, this young lady who was there, she was telling a story. And first of all, it was the first time I've ever met this young lady, but she telling a story that was definitely not appropriate at all, but that speaks to how young she is. She's like 26 years old, which I know a lot of 26-year-olds are very mature, but this particular one was not. And she went on telling this very inappropriate story, and then the word that flew out of her mouth was the N-word. And she is not black, um, nor is she somebody who I, I mean i hate the word in general because i don't think anybody should be walking around calling each other niggas n- nigger niggas whatever pronunciation you want to have um but um Unless you're really talking about somebody who's ignorant. Now, if you're using it in a proper context where you're actually saying, like, this person is dumb and ignorant and and really needs to be taken down a peg or two, okay. But the way she was using it was basically just to refer to her dude um, as, you know, in the particular situation she talked in this story. And then, of course, she's not of African-American descent, so then she looks at me real quick when she tells the story, like, oh, shoot. And to me, I'm like, that's what I'm about, it's way too easy, so you use this quite often. Then I had to pick and choose what I wanted to say to this young lady for the rest of the day because I had to be there for another two hours <laughs> when this story came out in Vermont. And for me, navigating it, and I was, you know, in playing field, so it's like, part of me is like, why do you think this was? not going to happen in Blainefield, and not that it should, but, you know, you already know that people in Blainefield or other outskirts cities have a different view of that word. especially because a lot of the music people listen to these days have that in it, and they still feel like, oh, they're saying it, so I should. Um, so for me, you know, dealing with it, I kind of pick and choose my battles because, like, even if I got into a whole heated argument with this young lady, Because this was a side hustle of mine, I would have probably messed up my side money whenever I decided to work this job in the future because of how I handled it. But instead, I decided to tell her, um, I I can't remember how I said it, but I basically said, well, since you're so um, happy you know, using this word and having this conversation with me, I feel like you should be able to hear talk constructive criticism. She's like, oh, no, it's not, It just kind of slipped out, I'm sorry. And I was like, well, make sure it doesn't slip out again. And I just kind of left with that. And um, pretty much tonight, like, I mean, we were kind of, you know, we had a cool decorum, but it was just the simple fact that, you know, you just said it so freely, and you talking to me, who is purely a chocolate woman. Um, and you having this whole conversation, like, we've known each other for years, and, like, you felt real, real comfortable. And I'm just like, how does she know I'm not one of these angry black women who like to punch people? But, you know, it, it, I'm not that particular type of person because I'm not going to nobody's jail. I can't sleep near Big Bertha. You know. But um, that was just, like, trying to deal with it in the grand scheme of things because I think that this year and maybe in the last two, two three years, have let people think that they can talk to people any kind of way. They it's make people think that it's okay for them to uh show their true colors in different ways and I'm I'm glad I get to see it but I'm also kinda irritated because I'm like I think when I was having the ignorant is bliss moment it was less stressful. Like now I feel like I'm on more pins and needles because I know some of the people who feel a certain way, but I don't know all of them. And some of them are very skillfully, you know, talented. They don't show you all the BS up front. They kind of hide it from you a little bit. You know, so, like, that's just, you know, I, I've skillfully learned to navigate. I don't, I'm still learning how to do it, but I'm I'm still learning to skillfully navigate because
2: it's a mess. It's a hot aimer. What has been the hardest part of learning that? Mm, because I know
0: my mouth is uh, outrageous at times. I have um, because I'm learning to hold my tongue more and to not uh, show all my cards up front. You know, I'm. I'm the hardest part is just basically. Staying true to what I said. I said I was going to watch my tongue and skillfully, not argue with people, but skillfully talk to people at its due time because sometimes there's a time and a place to handle certain things. It's like me having this conversation with this young lady at at the liquor store that I was working at, what was going to change in that two hours? Maybe nothing. Mm -hmm. Maybe she's going to be more skillful in how when she tells certain stories. Maybe she learned that from it. But just navigating, just trying to to keep what I said I was going to do 100%, you know, straight. I said I was going to keep my mouth tamed, talk when I needed to, and when I, you know, when I need to not talk, make sure my actions start showing more than my words, because talking is cheap, you know, I, I believe in action, so it's just, that's what it is. From this point forward, it's going to be a whole lot of action, and I'm not going to keep talking about it. Gotcha. So what do you I mean? Because, you know, our ancestors, they they stopped talking, they started doing action. <laughs> so, we I mean, we have got to get back to that, I think, as a society, doing more action than talking. You know, stop saying, oh, we want something to change, and actually put the effort into making that change. So but enough about me. How about yourself? Have you found it difficult to navigate through this? Uh, or, or, like, what are you doing? Because you talk to people constantly, and you, you may or may not know how they feel. You may or may, may, may not make it as known as uh, others, but how do you navigate that, especially being a therapist virtually being a therapist? Um...
2: So as you were as you were talking, I was sitting there thinking, I guess I have a different experience. <laughs> um, I uh, My experience now versus the beginning of the year is different in the sense of, um, again, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed at the client, a lot of the clients that I have. Um, well, let me back up. One, I can work with people who I don't necessarily agree with, like that's, It is what it is. I don't agree. It's not possible to agree with everything that everyone says. That's just not realistic. Um, But I I, have realized that this year a lot of the clients that I have core, our core values very much align. And so it's been more of me. I feel like I've been in a season of helping people shift how they look at stuff when it comes to stuff like that. Not that I do that all the time as a therapist. But I feel like that's been the biggest thing, is helping others do it. Because um, I haven't had a lot of direct contact with people who are completely, you know, opposite of what I think and or feel. Um, so I, I guess it's, it's been for me trying to do better at, personally, trying to do better at looking at the bigger picture. Um, because, I mean, I think it's easy to kind of fly off the handle and get upset and all that. But, you know, one, um, what does it say in the Bible about arguing with the fool? It, it's something about, like, it's like a waste of time. Or I mean, Essentially, it's about, like, it's a waste of time arguing with the fool. And so, you know, you, you pick your battles, like you said. Like, some things are just not even worth going down that road. And it doesn't make sense, in my opinion. Prime example, like, so this is the example that I gave a client. I have a five-year-old nephew. My five year old nephew, which I think most five year olds, they feel like they they're very independent and they they feel like they know a lot, even more than you, when you're trying to educate them and you know, and teach them, Hey, you're five, I got a little bit more life experience than you do. Let me help you. And it's it's interesting whenever you've tried to argue with the kid, um, <laughs> what that, how what that's like. And so like I have to remind myself that sometimes it's like arguing with my five-year-old nephew. What is the point? Like, I would imagine you feel the same way about arguing with your your grandson when you're telling him not to do something or leave something along, and they kind of go down that whole, well, why, and, and all that. So I, I guess for me that's kind of been my thought process is just kind of pick and choose your battles with the, looking at the bigger picture and what can I do to be better? Yeah. I yeah.
0: In the grand scheme of things, it's like why <laughs> you know. And and I've some now. I ain't gonna lie. Some days I just feel like arguing with people. I just feel like that's where my frustration. I get to tell my frustration out of somebody else because I guess after the break I can tell my little story about how I got. In. I, I every once in a while I pick my Facebook arguments uh, <laughs> just just to let off some steam. That's just my since I don't I can't go um, to a boxing ring or something like you know. I guess I could break out the week and see if that still works, because I don't know if my grandson's demolished that enough, but break out the, the Wii and start doing the boxing and, and um, you know, stuff like that to, to kind of relieve my stress. But I have, I'm guilty of picking a Facebook argument, <laughs> especially if somebody says something stupid. I'll be like, okay. And I, I don't even claim to know everything, but I know enough to know like when people are real out of pocket or real wrong, but um, I know it's probably not the healthiest thing to do. But I feel like you know, especially because people like to be Facebook bullies. I want to be a Facebook bully for once, you know. It's like, oh, you want to talk? Oh, let me join you real quick, you know. So um, that is one of the ways I, I do let off the scene and be like, okay, you wanna you wanna you wanna have a go around Let's us go round and round here for for a moment. And then when I get through, I get through and I just get off Facebook and they don't say anything else to me. So I think I become a Karen at that point, I guess, because um, I pick fights, or not necessarily pick fights, I join in fights out necessarily in my business of joining. But I guess after we take this quick break, I'll tell a little bit more about that story. So um, we will be right back with more of the Empowered Hour with Empowered Living. Uh, thanks.
3: 21212212121221212122121212212121 back when i had a little i thought that i needed
4: a life was overrated, but a lot was a little too complicated, see zero didn't satisfy me, a million didn't make me happy, that's when I learned the lesson, that it's all about your perceptions, hey are you a popper or a superstar, so you act, so you feel, so you are, it ain't about the size of your car, it's about the size of the faith in it doesn't cost a thing to smile You don't have to pay to laugh You better thank God for that There's hope It doesn't cost a thing to smile You don't have to pay to laugh You better thank God for that There's hope Off in the backcountry of Brazil I met a young brother that made me feel that could accomplish anything you see just like me he wanted to sing. he had no windows and no doors he lived a simple life and was extremely poor on top of all of that he had no eyesight but that didn't keep him from seeing the light he said us like in the usa and all i did was complain he said, living here is paradise he taught me paradise is in your mind you know that there's hope It doesn't cost a thing to smile, you don't have to pay to laugh, you better thank God for that, there's hope, it doesn't cost a thing to smile, you don't have to pay to laugh, you better thank God for that, there's hope, every time I turn on the TV, there's hope, somebody's acting crazy, there's hope, you let it, it'll drive you crazy, there's hope, Back my power today. Gas prices, they just keep on rising. The government, they keep on light. We gotta keep on surviving. Keep living our truth and do the best we can do. Cause there's hope. It doesn't cost a thing to smash.
1: JQLM Radio family today. Syndicate your show or come host and produce your own show on air, live, or pre-recorded from anywhere in the world. That's not all. JQLM Radio also distributes your episodes to all major podcast platforms like iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and more. Come join this full service and support platform. Get help with sponsorships, Built from our current listeners from all over the world in 45 countries and growing. Gain access to promotional materials and let JQLM Radio promote you too. And be a part of our live media coverage team that covers events and hosts red carpet activities with celebrities and more. For more information or to join now, visit www.egoentertainmentnet.com. Or email us at jqlmradio at gmail.com. JQLM Radio. Real voices, raw entertainment, and relevant topics. Track Funk by Arulo.
0: So we're back with more of the Empowered Hour with Empower 11 talking about basically um, how do you deal with difficult people, and especially after the year we've all had um, and, and knowing that some people really do they don't like you. But um, before the break I was talking a little bit about my little, my, when I let off some steam, <laughs> which kind Facebook are you? This particular person was arguing with my my sister from another mr well, from some others. I can't even say another, other mysteries, but um, about. And keep in mind, both of these people are Caucasian. My sister's Caucasian, and the person arguing with her is Caucasian. And they were going back and forth about what she, you know, she basically said, whew, she can breathe now because the election is over with. And this particular person came in talking about, you voted for somebody who was... Um, racist and da, da 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 basically and she was like, um, what? <laughs> so he said like, well, so Biden's a racist and Trump's not. So it was a whole discussion. So of course you know, I had to jump because 'cause I'm like, um, you're supporting who now? <laughs> but and then the guy went into this whole rant about President Obama sparking racism and um he basically Made the whole country turn against each other, and i was like, whoa. <laughs> so of course, you know, I had to fight that little battle a little bit because I'm like, so a black man turned the entire country against each other because what again? But not the guy who's in office now. Like he said, President Obama. I thought it was a, a typo, but that particular day, I went. I think I typed a whole lot of stuff, and my grammar was good that day. I think when I get angry, my grammar gets real good when I'm texting. I don't know, but because other days, I my, my have typos coming out what I'm leaving, I guess, because I don't be <laughs> 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 but, but, but it, it is
2: what it is, you know. So is, I love you. I, I love you, but some of your texts, I'd be like, I don't, I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs>
0: I mean, a lot of times I'll be voice-to-texting, and that just, I guess because my voice, I have a horrible voice, according to uh, Alexa, whoever is in charge of this Android phone. Now I don't even know who it is now. So I guess according to her, my voice is horrible because she hears nothing I say. And then a lot of times I'll be driving, so I can't really proofread it, and I hope that it come out right, and I look at it like, nope, that didn't come out right at all. But, you know. As long as you get kind of what I'm saying is, like, you know, you navigate through it. I'm a puzzle, you know, but uh, but anyway. So yeah. So I, I guess I don't know from a therapy standpoint. Is that a good thing to do to let off some steam? Because like I don't necess- I don't purposefully look for arguments, but when they come up, I'll be like, okay. Especially when people say silly stuff like President Obama incited <laughs> racism and <laughs> divided the whole country. Like that made no sense whatsoever. That probably would have got a lot of people talking, too, because I know there's a whole bunch of Facebook trolls who look for things to say to, to annoy people, but is that healthy? Is it healthy for me to, you know,
2: argue with somebody that's unnecessary? Um, okay, so when you say is it healthy, I don't, I don't really know how to best answer that question. What do you mean by it's a healthy?
0: Um, I mean, like I said, a good way to let off some steam.
2: So, I mean, in general, there's nothing wrong with being angry. It's what you do with your anger that can make it go downhill real swiftly. Um, I personally believe that you can have a healthy disagreement. Um, That doesn't involve, like, you know, like, tearing people down and all those things. I mean, it is possible. um, Like, I mean, just think about just the nature of having a debate. Like, that's kind of what a debate is. Um, So, I mean, I guess not knowing what you said, it it could have been. (laughs) Um, I don't know what you said, though. So I can't sit here and be like, yeah. It was funny,
0: I can tell you, it was not, I, I had a few words. <laughs> I wasn't as bad as my sister was, but I had a few words. A few words, I say, <laughs> they were not pleasant. But I am I don't think I actually cussed, cussed them out, but I, I dug at them in a, in a nice, uh, diggable way. <laughs> but it was, was kind of funny because I'm just like, who says, I mean, that just kind of irritated me when he said President Obama incited racism and divided the whole country. I was like, maybe he has his presidents wrong. I don't know, because I was just confused. I was like, so, because then he went into talking about how people were being, quote-unquote, mean to Trump. But I was like, okay. <laughs> not not the fact that Trump led the whole thing, you know, to, to have nooses around President Obama's look-alike type thing, but, you know, that's either here nor there. I'm not going to get into that today, but, you know, I, I try not to argue with people, but that was a good way to let off the scene that day. I actually felt pretty good after that. Uh. <laughs> but I get, I my, my issue is always dealing with people who are in my face, though, because I have not, I'm trying to figure out a nice way to navigate through where I work. Um currently because, and it's so funny because they always apologize, and I'm like, why are you apologizing for how you feel? I'm glad I know how you feel, Um, but I've asked you repeatedly, let's not talk about politics around me because you're not going to, because, you know, your version of life and my version of life are two different things. You know, there's always going to be a safe place for you because you are a skin complexion opposite of mine, but... They don't want to hear that conversation. And then the other, well, then the woman comes back and says to me, I want to learn. Okay. Do you truly want to learn? And it's so funny because I found on somebody else's page, I think I posted it to my page, but I don't think anybody commented on it or whatever, but most somebody probably watched it. It was an exercise that the teacher did back in probably the 60s, 50s or 60s or something, and she, her class was all Caucasian and... She divided them up by eye color and she made, you know, I'm pretty sure you've seen it. Um, She divided Um, them by eye color. I think so, yeah. Divided them by eye color and, you know, basically switch roles and supposedly the children got that exercise. And I'm like, hopefully. I was like, I wonder what this country would be like if we did that exercise, like, in every situation. Like, every time, especially in schools. Like, if we literally took every class and discriminated against something that you can't help. I mean, of course, you can do skin. That'd be too easy to do skin color, but you can't really change skin color for the day, you know, you know for people to actually feel it. You have to, change, you know, pick something that you really can't change, you know, do the straight hair kids versus the curly-haired kids, you know, that type of thing. What, it, what would this world be like if we did that exercise? Um, in schools constantly, in workplaces constantly, would it make people, would it really make people think, would it make people choose their words wisely, would it make people realize that at the end of the day, we're all going to die, at the end of the day, we're all going to be either buried, cremated, or what have you, we're all going to meet the same fate, we're all going to uh, get to a point where we're going to need medical help of some sort, you know, even if we make it all our lives healthy, we're still, the day we leave this earth, somebody's going to call for a medical professional. So you're going to cross some medical professional's hands at some time. We're all going to have the same problem. We all bleed. (laughs) It's it's like the more people start to realize that, I think the world will change because it's like nobody's no different or better than others, you know in a grand scheme of things, but for some reason, some people feel like they're more superior in whatever way. And it's like, you know, we all got the same organs, unless the Lord was handing out triple and quadruple of what everybody else got. But, you know, there's some people born a little extra, but they still can't use it, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, I don't know. I'm getting off on a tangent, but it kind of just annoys me because it's like if we could just, Literally, because I'm not going to say I'm not guilty of, of hating or having some kind of racism, because I am. I'm definitely guilty of it. The older I get, the more I realize how stupid it is to be, um, to not accept other people and not to accept everybody's plus and minus, you know, as if, especially other cultures. I'll say that. I won't say other people, because everybody... You know what I'm saying? But anyway, I don't know. It just kind of seems useless and senseless, especially when you're dealing with people in the workplace. It's like we all come to the same job. We may do different jobs, but each of our jobs is important to make the ship run. So why do you feel like you're better than me? You know what I mean? I don't know. Okay. So I
2: guess kind of, I, I have a similar stance as you. I guess that where I... So the, the Blue Eyed Project, uh, I think it's what's called the Blue Eye Project, is what you're talking about with Jane Elliott um, with the separating the kids based on blue eyes and brown eyes and kind of, like you said, identifying a trait that we don't really, in theory, have control over. I mean, obviously there are things you can do to change your eye color, but um, most people are not doing that to their children. And the experiment has been replicated multiple times, um, and it's also been done with adults. Um, I want to say there's an episode of Oprah, one of her shows, where uh, she's born there, and she's kind of talking about the experiment and there are clips of kind of what she's done, the reactions that adults had during that. Um, And so I, I I think when it comes to things like biases and those isms that we have, I think a lot of times it's a matter of just not understanding. um, And like you said, kind of reacting out of ignorance and sometimes just not taking the time to get to understand people Um, because none of us are a monolith and I, I I can't look at you and say, okay, well, Athena has, she knows the black experience. No, she knows her experience of being a black woman. Um, Just even us as an example, Athena and I literally grew up two blocks from each other. That's accurate? Two blocks? Yeah. We grew up two, like, on the same street. (laughs) On the same street. We both grew up on the same street. But both of us had, I I think it's fair to say we had a different experience growing up in the neighborhood. We grew up on the same street. Went to the same high school. We, in a roundabout way, know some of the same people, but i I don't identify the same way that she does and vice versa. so I mean, like, yes, I, we may have grown up um, in an area that some might not consider so desirable um and although I don't feel like it was that bad of a neighborhood, but you know when you're in something, you don't always look at it as, as always the negative that it makes some people may perceive it to be um. But we both had just different experiences. And I mean I think when people hear, Oh, you grew up over there I think they make the assumption of this is how you act because you grew up in this area. And it's like, but why are you stereotyping me? Because I have these I have these different characteristics so that automatically means this about me. So because of where I grew up, because you know, growing up in a single parent household and all those things, you can't just say that That is the story behind anyone that has those demographics as you. Um, So, I mean, I say all that to say I think it is important to have those conversations. I mean, I don't think you necessarily have to do that experiment. I mean, for some people, that is going to be the best route. For others, it's just having a real conversation with someone that, in a safe space with someone that you trust, or at least you can trust in that moment. So kind of like how Athena talked about her sister, she she is someone that we can have a real conversation with, but she also understands and some of those conversations we honestly have to have with her. Um, I had a lot of those conversations when I went to college because my whole life I grew up going to predominantly black schools and then I went to Ball State. (laughs) So so Mm. it was a culture shock because it was like, I was not used to being around white people that that had not been around minorities. That was a totally different experience to me, so kind of haven't had to explain why I don't wash my hair every day, um, like stuff like that was just kind of like, I don't understand why I have to have this conversation, but then, it, it, you know, I had to realize that, well, everyone wasn't exposed, like you grew up in a bigger city. so. I mean, granted, Indianapolis is not the biggest city, but, I mean, at the same time, it's not uncommon for us to be exposed to different ethnicities, populations, and things like that. I mean, we went to a high school that, you know, I would say it was relatively diverse. Would you say it was diverse? Yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah. we, we got exposed to different cultures, and then we had great teachers that exposed us to different things, and our families have exposed us to different things. So, I mean, it, to us, it, it's just like, you're a different culture than me, and that's okay. But I, I had to realize that if I grew up in small town Indiana, and there aren't that many people who don't look like me, I may not have the same experience as you. So, but having having those conversations, and even when you're triggered in those conversations, still being able to sit in that because I think that's the hard part is when we don't agree and something hurtful is said. Even when you know it's not ill intent, but something hurtful is said, how do you navigate that? Yeah, I mean,
0: I definitely can agree with you right, with everything you said about, you know, experiences being different and, um, and about, you know, um, It just, I don't know, it just makes me think about just even, like, some of my life experiences how I think back to how I actually did endure um, racism at young ages, and I know, like, we, for instance, were in Girl Scouts separately, but my Girl Scout leader, I'm not going to say, she was maybe one of the helpers, I found out she did not like black folks, and I was, like, I was, I think I was the only black girl in the troop, and that was a whole other experience for me, and everybody mm. else made me feel welcome. But this particular young lady's mom, she despised my love, Blacktail, um, for no other reason than the color of my skin. And I found out about it. And this person actually was uh, she was in she worked in the cafeteria at the school I went to at the time. <laughs> And and just thinking back to, like, and the young lady, we were cool. Like, her daughter and I were cool. And how it came up one particular day, like, everybody was planning to do a sleepover at this particular Girl Scout mom's house. And, you know, the young lady came to me and she was like, I really want you to come, but I don't want you to be uncomfortable because my mom and some of her relatives, do not like black people, and I don't want to put you in danger. And she had this real conversation with me when we were with whatever age you are in brownies or da- yeah brownies. And I was like, okay. So then I had to make that decision on what I wanted to do, and I think um, the young lady and the other young ladies in the troop were like, "We'll protect you." <laughs> I thought it was so cute. But um, I think I ended up still going, but I told my family um, not 100% of what I was told. I didn't tell them ahead of time. I told them after the fact, after I made it back safely, because I knew my granddaddy was crazy, and my grandma was even crazier, and my auntie was for sure crazy. So <laughs> they probably would have whooped some heads, definitely if something would have happened to me. But just thinking about that is like, you know, all the stuff you endure being, a certain way it's like it's unnecessary sometimes and it's like you know the fact you, you know that just reminded me like you said that we you know we literally did grow up on the same street We literally grew up two down two blocks i was in the 1400 block he was in the 12 i think um so mm-hmm. you know being on the same street our whole lives for well, for the majority of our lives and having totally different life experiences, going to Girl Scouts having totally life totally different mm-hmm. life experience. It's probably why I never went past brownies because I was like, mm, you know, I think I kind of got over it, um, to at that point. Um,
2: and that was not my experience. I did Girl Scouts until I graduated high school, got a scholarship and everything. But I also was in the troop of a. My Girl Scout leader was well-known in the Girl Scout community. Still well-known in the Girl Scout community. She looked like me. She actually was my mom's, I think mean she was my mom's elementary school teacher. So, you know, I was, I was lucky in the sense of I got to see this, this powerful black woman that was very well-respected and kind of, in, you know, instilled in, in our troop, like, why can't you do this stuff kind of thing. So, like you said it different experiences well I definitely um, can concur
0: but we're going to take one more commercial break so uh, we'll take a break real quick and we'll wrap up this discussion um, how do you deal with people Lord Jesus we'll be right back after this short commercial break (laughs)
3: baby yeah i can't lie i can tell you're jaded baby wipe your eyes don't let him see that he got the best of you girl i'll take the rest of you look i got a question for you is it worth it real love do you think you deserve it cut him off go and find your purpose and get you with that solid more personally. I'll do more than support your dreams, baby. Get you a me. It's time to boss up. Fix your credit, girl. Get at it, get your bag up. Hit that gym and get back. Fine. Go get that degree. Go, girl. Focus on me. Unlock potential that you didn't know you had in you. Hey, oh, yeah. It's time to mix it up and get your clothes, girl. I know that you so much don't let nobody tell you that it's over i want you to know that girl you got it you got it oh yeah 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 you got it you got it oh yeah 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 you my little baby i'm gonna make it known. let that hate girl what is he gonna do get back your honor it's cool i know you stay You just gotta play hey, hey. Girl, I'm gonna let you know you got it. Every chance that I get, don't you doubt it? No, I'm not perfect, but I promise I'm worth it, girl. You know you deserve it. Stop playing. It's time to boss up. Fix your credit, girl. Get at it, get your back. Hit that gym and get back fine. Oh, get that degree. Go girl, focus on me. Unlock potential that you didn't know you had in you Get your glow, girl I know that you gon' get it You got so much Don't let nobody tell you that it's over I want you to know that, girl, you got it
2: that need healing, consider Empowered Living, Inc. We are a therapeutic practice that meets the clients where they are. Call us at 317-969-5694 or visit us at www.empoweredlivinginc.net to see a list of the services we offer. Empowered Living,
1: Inc., a holistic approach to a better you.
3: This is Kiki Wyatt, and
0: you're tuned in to JQLM Radio. you? We got about nine minutes left in the show. Um, <laughs> yeah, about nine minutes left in the show. So, I guess wrapping this up. Um, what what words of wisdom would you would you share with somebody? Because I mean, like you said, since our experiences are different, my words of wisdom are going to be definitely different than yours. Because yeah, it is just are. So, what words, and plus your you know, a license mental health therapist, and have been for the last 13, 14 years, so, um, No, I've been wait, a therapist I, for almost 14 years.
2: <laughs> I have been licensed that long. <laughs> well, you've been a therapist for
0: 14 years, but, like, what what yeah. advice would you give people, especially navigating through now, because now is, is
2: fun, so fun. So, uh, a couple of things. I guess also the biggest thing is being clear on, on you and the point that you're trying to make. I think sometimes we, myself included, we get wrapped up in stuff and it's like, but that's not even, it wasn't necessary for me to get wrapped up in that. and caught up in that. Um, Like, you know, like we all have that topic that that's our soapbox. And as soon as you, someone brings it up, it's like you want to let me step on this box real quick, tell you how I feel, blah, 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 blah. And sometimes it's like it's not necessary. Um, so I, mean, I guess ultimately looking at the bigger picture and choosing your battle. Every battle you don't have to fight. Um, desire to. But I'm big on what, what's going to, what am I, I'd rather be productive with my energy. Um, I got a lot going on in my life, so... I like to pick and choose what I want to give energy to. And there are some people and things that I just don't choose to give energy to. For, because it's what's the point? Again, I think it's important to think about, you know, sometimes when we're talking to people, yes, they may be they might be forty but emotionally they may be twelve. So just kinda of thinking about, hey, am I having an argument with an adult, a teenager, a child? Like where Where are they at with that? And just even trying to be empathetic. Um, And I get it. Sometimes it's super hard to be empathetic and compassionate with people that, like, can take you from zero to 100 I 100% get that. Um, But I think it's important to try to take that step back. Because you don't, I know me personally, I don't like doing damage control if I don't have to. (laughs) So just kind of, you know, just picking and choosing your battles. Is it worth it in the grand scheme of things? You know, if somebody does do something or some, you know, like I have a client that's struggling with, with cyberbullying. So we talked about, well, okay, what what are your options? How do you want to make it? What can you do to empower yourself and potentially empower others? So it might be a situation where, so like so like the example with the person that you shared online, it's a matter of okay. Do I go off on this person? Do I make it a teachable moment? And I'm not saying what you did was wrong, so please hear me out with that. But just kind of, what do you want to give your energy to? So, so yeah, those will be my, my tips. What about you? Um, I would probably
0: say the same thing. Um, but, you know, for me, I'm always um, prepared for if it goes west. Like, I have to have a backup contingency plan because, I mean, I definitely have to throw my energy because I have a lot of other things that are my time now and a lot of things that are taking me, um, just taking me to, to places, you know, other than what I want to be in. So, just guarding my energy, but also still be prepared because, um, It's one thing that 2020 showed me that I have to have a backup to my backup, which I always did, so now I have to have a backup to my backup to my backup, so I know, like, what my boundaries are, when the boundaries are crossed, what am I going to do from this point forward. And not that I'm trying to think of the negative of a situation, but I'm definitely trying to make sure that I protect myself and protect my family um, as much as possible. because you never know. You know, people are feeling real bold and real happy. Um, we happy to hurt. And I'll, I've always felt like you have to have a backup plan. In case you are hurt, what do you do? You know, when you feel that the walls are closing in on you, what do you turn to? Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: When you are feeling overwhelmed, how do you handle it? So I'm definitely um, working towards making Sure, that I, I have a backup to have a backup plan, and I, you know, and I probably made that sound like I was going to be real violent or something, but I'm, I'm working on that. But you know, just trying to make sure I, I protect myself because you know, there's so much that goes on in my little mind as it is. I'm already, you know, over the edge. I need to make sure I protect it or eliminate as many things that are harming me as possible, so that I can
2: stay focused and um, stick to the goals that I set up for myself. Well, I love that you said putting those boundaries in place. I think we forget how important boundaries are and yeah. recognizing that we don't we don't have to talk to We don't always have to talk to people and engage with people. Sometimes it's a simple, I just need to walk away from you because this is not worth my time yeah. or energy.
0: Yeah, and I had somebody say that to me the other day. They said, you know, how do you um, how do you walk away from people even if they're family? I said, because you have to think about it. You only have one life, and if you spend your whole life trying to please people that you can't or trying to get in good with people that you will never please and never get in good with, you will waste your entire life. And not to say you can't love people from a distance, but you have to love yourself enough to leave negative energy and negative stuff behind. And I'm not perfect at it. I'm not going to act like I'm perfect at it. Um, but that's something that I'm learning now more than ever that I have to do because it, I only have one life. You know, I have sat down, and like I said, 2020, gave me all kinds of vision. So I've really recognized how much of my life I gave to other people, making other people happy, making other things more important when I shouldn't have, so. I'm definitely there. A stress kill. Oh. Stress yes. Stress kill. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. So I guess the best thing we can tell y'all, set your boundaries, stay, stay stay, focused and, uh, you know, when the stuff gets rough, have that back up. we <laughs> so, um, i got, what, a minute and a half left. So anything else you want to leave
2: with? Take care of yourself. Implement self care. I think um, yes, yes. actually of, of self care, setting boundaries. It's okay to take care of you. It's okay to walk away. That doesn't make you any, you know, and I hear a lot of people say that's a sign of weakness. No, it's not. It's okay to say, I, I don't want to deal with this. So I'm going to remove myself, but I don't have to deal with it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Amen.
0: Amen. Well, I guess, uh, let's see, what do we got coming up? Anything particular? I know we're still trying to figure out COVID, so I mean, I know we're still working on our our, our book. that's coming soon, um, so stay tuned for that. Um, If you want to follow us, we're on every social media outlet under Empowered Hour or Empowered Living, Inc. you can join our newsletter by going to um, net. No, we do not bug you a whole lot because I have slacked on sending out the newsletter the last month. So if you join now, you'll get some tidbits for the holidays. So, um, but, yeah, I don't think we have anything else coming up except for for that. And also we're going to be launching some webinars soon because we're well, not going to teach classes. Yay! So <laughs> stay tuned for that. And uh just stay blessed, stay stay safe, and we'll talk to
2: y'all soon. Have an amazing rest of the week. Okay. Bye y'all. Bye. <laughs>